Boom. WNBC. Fuck it. We do it live. We do it live. Because you know that reference, right? Bill O'Reilly. You ever see that shit? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When Bill O'Reilly gets pissed off. Yeah. Do it live. Do it live. Even though we're not live. We are here with Jihadi John straight from Fire Festival. Fuck you. Yeah. I figured I'd start the interview just like this. (laughs) We're here with Ryan Jackson. Friend of the show, um, screenwriter, podcast guest extraordinaire, clubhouse superstar, <laughs> Ryan Jackson. What's up, dude? What's up, man? How you been? Good, man. Good. Just, uh, yeah, just doing, uh, watching movies like Chameleon Street, and uh, which I love, and just uh, trying to write scripts and yeah how's that going (laughs) COVID interfering Uh, with you at all at this point I'm just used to it I mean I think everybody at this point it's just kind of like become a new way of life so I'm not like uh there's still some people raging against it who will refuse to ever be used to it but yeah I'm like yeah I'm just I've gotten to the point where it's just like I don't even really think about it I just do all the stuff that I'm supposed to you know what I mean I just wear I've been my mask. that way for like six months. Yeah, I just I wear my mask. I well, I, I what do you call it? I uh, wash my hands. I use hand sanitizer. I try to social distance. I mean, everything out here is basically open back up. So I mean, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of wild. It's kind of it's kind of wild. So yeah. <laughs> well, it's this funny awful, how other you know colds and colds and the flu and stuff have dropped because everyone's washing their hands and wearing masks thanks to covid so it's like we should have been doing this all along anyway maybe right right. at least the hand washing and shit you know and you know that handshaking i always thought was like you know just come on man people are like scratching their balls and then you're shaking hands and stuff you know (laughs) chris been calling for the bow for years yeah the japanese bow man it's perfect respectful just yeah (laughs) are are this yeah some bash brothers shit get your conseco mcguire on the lonely island yeah man it's fucking weird out there all right so i asked you what your favorite movie was months ago right you said chameleon street then but we all know it's subject to change is it still the case after watching it again recently or yes it's still it's still there that's good to hear yeah Yeah. thought you'd be coming in like no it's throw mama from the train or some shit now like damn i got a rotating top 15 probably but no nah, this is this is this is still number one right we can now. talk about some of them too as well but uh yeah <laughs> now this chameleon street i had heard of never seen but you don't hear about it much either no you don't um which is crazy when you really think about it i mean this is a movie that you know won the the grand jury prize at sundance mm-hmm. in 1990 right I think it was the same year as uh sex lies and videotape actually mm. um and it was supposed to like kick kick off you know and jumpstart the the career of wendell b harris jr who's mm-hmm. the writer director and star right yeah badass yeah um, crushed it dude yeah Ridiculous. it sounds it like go he, that way. and he yeah well he he was saying it he considered it to be suppressed you know like i, I watched an interview with him that was somewhat recent i think um and he said he took it to Hollywood and they immediately bought the remake rights and they were thinking about making it with like Will Smith or, you know, uh, Arsenio Hall or whoever at the time. And he's like, man, like, why not just distribute this film? You know, but no, they were like instantly interested in remaking it probably partially because of, you know, the the way it was shot and stuff. They wanted to make something more mainstream and palatable to what they think would be palatable. Exactly. Which is bullshit. I agree. It's like, this is exactly what Chris and I are always talking about. I want to see the lo-fi version that's straight from somebody's brain. Yeah, the all. I don't want to man. see this thing that's been filtered to the point where now it looks great, but it's not yeah, like this dude's direct that. singular vision anymore. Yeah. You know? it loses all the charm that it has. Yeah. Totally. You know what I'm saying? And this like, has tons. Of, yeah. yeah, this has tons of charm. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. And the, and the crazy thing is, this is like based on Douglas Street was a real guy. Um, right. Yeah. 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 A fucking con man from. Detroit. Yeah. Why don't you tell people yeah. just give yeah. like a log line of it if you want? I mean, so it's basically uh, it's a movie about this guy uh, Douglas Street, who um, was a con man and impersonated all different types. Uh, an ex- he was an extortionist. 
Uh, he, he impersonated pro, uh, professional uh, professional athletes, doctors, fucking uh, lawyers, <laughs> lawyers, reporters, reporters. Yes. Like, um, and, and, and did this and fooled a lot of people in real life. What? In fact, they said he when he was impersonating a doctor, apparently he performed 36 successful hysterectomies, which is yeah. fucking insane. insane. <laughs> I, I can't even well, imagine doing that if I were properly trained to do it, much less like he did. Or just, that is like audacious. He read the yeah, sure. and he said, cut yeah. here, cut here, do this, right. pull this out. And I get not, that. You know. That is, I get that it's probably a lot more simple than you, you don't need to go to for eight years of medical school to be able to pull it off. But um, I'm just saying the idea of even like, Yes, cutting someone open with a scalpel if the you're not balls, like sanctioned dude. to do so, man. The audacity! Wild, wow. Yeah, and well, I think part of what they train train for too is the contingency. Like, what if something went wrong and right. some body went south and shit and flatlined? Is he like, Ugh! you know? What do you know? It's yeah. it's kind of funny because he's like, a, it's really in the Amer- I think like Douglas Street was like he's like, it's he's the American story, like especially now. Especially, you know, fake it till you make it, guy. You know, what right? I, mean? like, I, I was that phrase came it, to mind too. I yeah, was gonna fake say, fake it till yeah. you make it to like the, the the to like the highest degree. Totally. You know, he's like he's like the people you totally. encounter on Clubhouse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and the point, like at the, by the end, that he's ascended to Congress and shit, and it's like, let me stop, take a sidelong look at these motherfuckers in Congress, and wonder how many of them faked it. So they made it. That's all any of right. them do. They're all That's a bunch of jackasses. Yeah, most people do, yeah. And again, it's like he was—he just kind of exposed, you know, the the again the idea of American exceptionalism or the meritocracy. Yet another person who kind of shatters that whole, mm-hmm. mytho- you know, that whole mythology that we like to get sold or we've been sold as Americans. You know, like just the upward mobility American yeah, dream. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know. Trump did that during his four years, and that's just one of the reasons why he drove, you know, uh, elites so fucking crazy, regardless of whether they're, you mm-hmm. know, what side of the aisle they were on. They just were like, you know, he drove them crazy because he's just a, he was a shining example of that, where it's like, mm-hmm. this is, this dude didn't rise because he was fucking, <laughs> he was brilliant. He became the no. most powerful man in America, pretty much just being a fucking... <laughs> almost like, because he wasn't brilliant right right of, you yeah. know what i mean like and it's like guys like him, <laughs> yeah that was part of the like, appeal <laughs> yeah right. guys like douglas street you know what i mean they they expose you know america for the lie that it is you know what i mean and like i feel like in that's fact uh, go ahead in fact the character in this said i could play president by the end yeah. <laughs> he started right, i right, love that right. said i could play president which is very similar to what we're talking about he's very obama-like too his voice his yeah. diction is yeah you know. exactly and obama again like there's many who would say obama is nothing but a shell like yeah, you know ladder what I mean? climber. Like yeah. yeah ladder climber actors you know what i mean like so it's like mm-hmm. it's, it, this movie is so like, now they're in Hollywood making movies and shit. Yeah, yeah, this movie is so, it's like funny, it's like so like of the moment, even though it's like not, it very much is still relevant, like probably even more now. Yeah, it just shows you how much shit don't change, really. It's always the yeah. same, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he was more dangerous to the status quo because here is a intelligent black man. High school dropout. He's ambitious and shit, you know. Right, like right. A, a Trump was able to walk onto Yale's campus and pretend yes. to be a fucking med student, first year med student. Chris uh, and I are on record is loving movies about liars lying, shattered glass, the hoax, yeah. that kind of shit. I love a movie like, where a dude catch me if you can, catch me if you can. Yeah. You just got to keep yeah. telling a bigger lie and a bigger lie. And shit. Lie it's great. The best it reminded me really. a bit of um, factotum to Bukowski. Uh, yes. Only in the sense of like working all these different jobs and stuff, but you mm-hmm. know, different in the respect of him doing the con game and everything. I wonder if the yeah. voiceover comp a little bit. Like if that's but, some of the shit Hollywood wanted to remake it, probably the voiceover maybe they would have got rid of, or mm-hmm. who knows? Which maybe is some not. of the best shit in it. It was poetic, man. At points, like yeah, I, I was having a conversation with some film. a younger a younger guy. He wants to make movies, and he was he was you know, railing about like voiceovers a crutch. And I'm like, I hate when like, people say that shit. Depends how they use it. You heard someone say that. And, and you're right. It can be, but it's like, there's been, I can show you numerous examples where voiceover is, is yeah. in fact great. This being one of Definitely. them, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, well, it's, it's play by play versus color. 
play-by-play voiceover is trash. Exactly. You're showing me already. You don't need to tell me. But when it's right. color, it's great. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't want to so watch. Many, like, just, there's so many just like little fucking like great moments in this movie too. Because like I could see someone like in terms of like humor, like I could see someone like making this movie and trying to do the serious version of this. And not to say this isn't a serious film, but like it is so it has such a lightheartedness to it, right? Right. Like yeah. it's it's comedic, you know what I mean? And like um it just sells it in a way makes it so much more like again that charm it's just so much more it's almost like, like a fable in that way right. like a, right like a weird subversive it, I, fable the first time i watched it i didn't know that this was a real guy you know what i mean like even when even when it opens with that you know i still was like that how'd you get me. turned on to it had you just read that it won sundance or was somebody like you got to see this shit do you remember the first um, time you saw it or the anything? first time i saw it uh uh, somebody was, I was listening to a podcast, I think it was a couple years back, and it got brought up. It was a podcast just about films in general, like films mm-hmm. that don't get seen, like, and it was, the, the subject was actually, like, black films that are, like, undervalued or undersold, and it got brought up, and they were talking about, yeah, Chameleon Street, and I was like, well, let me check this movie out, and then the moment I checked it out, I was like, yo, this thing an intriguing is like, title of and yeah, so yeah. Many of them. you know what it made me think of too and it's funny because that got all the mainstream cred of course mm-hmm. probably came out around the same time i think zelig was a couple years ahead of this mm-hmm. but i know yeah, this, this was made me think of that yeah. Where, yeah, very much yeah. like zelig you know yeah. but zelig just except, being except woody was putting himself in archival footage like you know exactly yeah. he was he but was he had that budget you know right. he had the they right. did it before gump like that yeah, created the technology it, for like, Gump. Yeah. So Zillig is, well, Forrest Gump is doing the Zillig thing. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. More correct, yeah. but you know what right. I mean? But like, but, but for yeah, folks who don't know Zellig, like yeah. Zellig is like this hyperbolic, hyperbolic mm-hmm. take on that chameleon syndrome where a, a people pleaser, someone who wants to please people so much to the extent that he morphs into whatever they are. Woody if Allen. He's hanging out with black folks. He turns black and shit. Yeah, Zeller, yeah, yeah, the Woody yeah. Allen version. Um, but there's this, a lot, this a is lot more of a societal class version of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, There's that class shit, but there's a line when he's talking to his therapist or whatever, um, or I guess it's, you know, when he's like, they cut back to him and he's like sitting there talking and he's call, he's, he's saying like, he's trying to like basically diagnose what his problem is mm-hmm. and like what the, I actually wrote it down because I would never remember it, which is like, he says, when, when I meet somebody, I know within the first two minutes who they, what, who they want me to be. And mm-hmm. I just cut yep. the emotional cloth of my personality to fit the emotional clothing of whoever I'm calling basically. Like, yeah. it's like, and it's just like a, such a perfect like distillation of like who Douglas street like is. And all con I mean? men really, that's what all right, great right. salesmen do and con mm-hmm. men do, you know, instinctually but uh right right i just, I, I just like kind of like um i just like that like this is a type of film that like um it, it just presents like this guy and just in a real in a very like natural way like he's not like playing it up like yeah he's playing it up in terms of like um when he's pretending to be other people right you know what i mean like when he's a doctor he's like well yes you know like when he's in the role he is but like so he was like oh. bitch at that chick who screamed in the stethoscope <laughs> and shit woman <laughs> <laughs> what good. the hell <laughs> but, but he's just like like not a very like it's just like it's not the it's not the type of film you would see uh in terms of like um it's not the type of typical portrayal of like a, a, a what you would what you would people would call like a black film you know what i mean like it's not like the typical portrayal it's not urban street shit it's It's not you know it's it's like a more nuanced sort of take you know what i mean it's like oh this is just more of a guy like he's not like he's not like selling the tropiness of like you know like what the you know what i mean so like and that's Mm -hmm. another aspect of this film that i really appreciate just well dude it's it's funny to talk about will smith playing him like the whole Mm -hmm. rubik's cube shit Oh, yeah. the pursuit of happiness yeah. or whatever that apparently came from a true story too but who knows if that dude had seen chameleon street and did the rubik's cube to get I into the business Douglas world really i wonder if douglas street really could do the rubik's cube that fast yeah, i don't know it maybe but it could have been a i mean it's a of, trick i mean it's a trick i know people that figured it oh, out yeah. and do it really fast but like maybe he maybe he could maybe that just i just peel the stickers off but yeah, um, like they uh, just carry one in your pocket that's soft and work some sleight of hand. <laughs> Bam! I got it. Um, yeah. There's something about 
like you said, it's not at all dealing with those urban tropes. It's not a street thing. It's not coming but from even poverty. Though, like, his family was even middle class. His family was just working class. Like, yes. like yeah. fucking his dad owned a, like a fucking what was it? Burglary like, alarm. Burglary yeah. alarm repair shit. He worked for him, and then like mm-hmm. then you see the scene of like it's like the uh, the what do you call it? What's the name of the lounge they hung out in? Like him trio and his, lounge. The trio lounge or whatever, and they're just like it's just some like dive. And they're like in there, just kind of like trying. Yeah, that's to a Milwaukee out. bar, dude. Just some ugly ass <laughs> stuck between two houses. Like some bars they got over yes. here, like over this way too. But it's like they're in there, just trying to figure ways to get money. You know what I mean? Yes. Just like bad. Those are some of my favorite people. scenes. Are those dudes sitting yeah. around plotting just shit? Sitting around plotting shit. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I went in blind. I went in. I went in blind too, not knowing what it was about. And uh, you know, when I saw those first few scenes i thought that would pretty much be the movie that it's going to be i knew that it was something to do with him assuming different roles and stuff but i thought it would be um kind of more at that stay at that level you know and just be him just trying to get into these like working class jobs or whatever more like fact totem i guess like bukowski's mm-hmm. no nah, but he just totem. climbs but yeah then as i watched it i was like this is, and then <laughs> then i looked it up and saw it was a real guy who did the 36 hysterectomies and shit like damn <laughs> All right. He's like fucking. He escapes from prison and goes straight to Yale. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, which is appropriate. A lawyer, you know. Right, right, right. They're all exactly. crooks, right? Uh, well, that was a great scene. I was getting at when he was in the prison, and this is kind of putting that flag down that this isn't one of those movies or tropes of everyone who's undereducated and everything. How he says, yes. uh, "That guy's like, you read all them books, man." He's like, "Yes." You want to know the real kicker? I understand them. <laughs> like, damn. So he was just like, not at all playing that trope game, which I wonder if Hollywood were to remake it, if they would have made him more lower class or something and some rags. To I mean, I shit, feel like you know? if Will Smith would have done the role because he was attached to do it, like he would have, Will would have hammed it up to a degree. You know what I mean? He would have done the Fresh mm-hmm. Princey kind of kind of performance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe. Like, I mean, Ali and shit, he was pretty respectful. And That's true. I don't know. I don't know, Maybe. but then I look at films like Hitch, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> there's like two Will Smiths, though. There's that romantic yeah. comedy Will Smith, and then there's, you know, concussion. But I could actually see Will Smith in this, and it would be cool yeah. if he would have done it. I mean, obviously, there's no need. I think he could do it. I think he's the guy to do it, probably, yeah, if they did obviously, it. Obviously, they should have just released the original. Yeah, movie. the other ones he mentioned but, were... Uh, the other ones he mentioned were Arsenio Hall and Sinbad. <laughs> other than that's the Hollywood side, where yeah. what black dude's hot right now? It's like, no, fuck off. Jamie Foxx, of course. <laughs> uh, well, there's a ton of great black actors who could crush it, but uh, for sure, Will yeah, Smith just has that chameleonic thing. Will Smith yeah. can fit in with this yeah. crowd and that crowd and shit. You know, mm-hmm. same with Jamie Foxx again. I mean, all these actors mm-hmm. are chameleons to a degree, but yeah. But yeah, again, this this film is perfect, man. I don't think they should remake it. It's just why not just distribute this? It was awesome, you know. Yeah, and it's like there's so many like little funny moments, like like um when he's in the fucking library, the Yale library, and they're like yes. like scanning the people, yeah. and he's like looking at, and he sees the guy with the like the, the blank mic- drama mask on reading. Yeah, he's like, well, who's Jason, Jason goes to <laughs> yeah. Yale, which yeah, is funny because like, well, um. <laughs> Because Che and I just did a uh, my favorite movie with a, a person whose pick was uh, Michael Beers. His pick was Halloween, and so I watched these back to back. I had just watched you know <laughs> Halloween and then watched this, and it was a Halloween. It looked like the Mike Myers mask, but he called him Jason, which I thought was funny too. You know, yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. That that scene in particular stood out to me too because I thought about actually you know making the film and how they had whatever it was like you know 25 30 students they're each in their own different position doing like reading different books and with their own vibe and stuff like that and you know it's kind of interesting to think of that all coming together that they had all these people show up on a set and okay you you you, you sit this way you sit that mm-hmm. way or maybe he just said just sit that out, dance you know, party too everybody. like he went big with some of these scenes yeah, of course yeah. A, prison. Yeah, a bigger yeah, production yeah. than you might think do you know what the budget was any chance I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the budget was, but like that John Cocteau beast mask that he yes. had on, like mm-hmm. from the fucking Cocteau, like, like which is even in he Cold goes my to face, that. baby. Right. He references yeah, but that, it. That mask yeah. is so fucking. Yes. Like, that's a dope ass mask. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That thing didn't win. I would have been pissed. Everybody else <laughs> yeah. just in their weak ass Mary Antoinette looking mask and. Um, yeah, he's pretending to be French and just like fucking. He's just like yeah. yeah there's just so many like little. Bro, great do you know that chick who played his wife, Gabrielle? <laughs> beautiful ass what's her name leslie something yeah she's a cosby girl 
She's really? one of those Cosby drugged and shit, dude. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. I was looking her up yesterday. She said, I thought you meant from the show at first. Now no, I got no, you. No. Uh, yeah. Because she was only in these two movies. She was like a model. Yeah, and then it, she was in this and something else around 87, 88. They were making this. 89, she met Bill Cosby and went to his room and he was going to talk to her about acting and all this. And then he was trying to kick her out. What I read was weird. It had like two things that said that he kicked her out because she wouldn't take his drinks. <laughs> but then, then there's another part, though, where she said that he took his dick out and put her hand on it and then jerked himself off with her hand. Holy shit, that's raisin. <laughs> you can't find a beautiful black woman in the 80s that Cosby didn't try and get to, dude. Right, right. Creep. It was, a, it was a, it was a fucking like again, like I just always, always, always had like kind of a weird kind of, uh, mm -hmm. you know, um, I kind of had a, a, I don't know if you want to call it, like I always had a weird sort of like opinion of Bill Cosby, anyways, before that shit came out because I always felt like, you know, I felt like he was very hypocritical. Just oh yeah. Just the Eddie like, Murphy. Yeah. Oh shit. yeah, calling out people. What? Yeah. yeah. He was the way he would call right. out people, but then you'd see him and like I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, weren't you in like especially knowing what we know now? Yeah, Uptown Saturday Night and like doing movies and shit. Like, and I'm like looking at him like, like you know, like okay, just and then to find out like all that shit, it's just like yeah, it's man. always the case. Anyone yeah, who's yeah. overcompensating and social virtue signaling and anti-homophobe is a gay dude closeted. It's always some, some, the case. Some people, I'm like, yo, it's like, it's like, for example, like, you know, like, like, uh, what's this? Josh Whedon, right? Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I'm like, people are like, I know some people that are like, dude, I can't believe. I'm like, first of all, like, I've always thought Josh Whedon was a piece of shit. Like, I didn't He's even. He's that typical Jamie Kilstein <laughs> white knight, like, dude. I didn't, even, who, have the, I didn't yeah. even have the evidence to back it up. I was just like, I just. It's a like, vibe, yeah. No, yeah, you know like, that just, guy. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I just always thought he was a piece of shit. Like, I, I always thought it was weird. The guys that looked up to him always were like, why the fuck do you look up to this guy? Like, uh, you know what I mean? And so, just knowing human nature. Mm -hmm. right, Not to say a right. guy can't be a decent guy, but the drama club geek gets this power, and then he's got all these Eliza Dushkus or whatever the fuck her name is, and all these chick court <laughs> charisma carpenters yeah. around him and shit. Of course, he's yeah. gonna right, right. Like in any start other start acting, you know, these type of women would never be around that guy. Like you know right. what I mean? So it's just kind of exactly. Him, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like the nerd is revered, yeah. yet now he can't access any of the spoils of whatever he created and shit that's how he was looking at it i'm sure you know um, and that guy that guy that played fucking um cyborg he like fucking got black ray balled. fisher dude yeah ray fisher and he was like he like literally was like hey because he didn't really know you know he was at a point in his career where he didn't like he just didn't know that like that was cool to do <laughs> like he didn't kind of realize like at that point in time like when he called he was just like because he didn't really he didn't have a lot of experience in terms of like, you know, he wasn't really a big actor, you know, like in fact, Justice League was kind of his, his big, you know, shot. Right. Yeah. I remember I was like, who? Right. So who? this guy's like, this is I'm a guy. Still saying who? Really, yeah. This is a guy who's not really familiar with, you know, you know how it works. And like, he was like, he saw him being an asshole and he said some shit, right? Like, no, well, I'm going to go fucking tell on him. And it, he got, he paid the price for it. Even though now like, Everyone's mm -hmm. like, yeah, he's right, but he's still blackballed. Like, you know, he's still his career still fucked. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, yeah. now with this coming out, it probably won't be. But yeah, well, what happened? Like Nate Parker. Nate Parker had this. I love Nate Parker, by the way. I like him as an actor and everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can say what you want about his filmmaking or whatever, but fuck it, he's making the movies he wants to make and finding a way to do it, even after. Yeah, sort course. of being canceled and shit. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I support Nate Parker for the most part. Like, you know, like I, I don't know what he did. I don't right. know. I, don't, I, I, I watched American Skin. You know, I bought it. I still need to it. see it, but uh, it's not like perfect or anything like that. But yeah, you know, but what do you expect? But I grade, like I said, I graded on a curve because I understand how much like Nate Parker is legitimately an independent filmmaker. Exactly. You know I mean? Like regardless of if, even if he gets Spike Lee to come in and like co-sign it or whatever, he's still doing this. He's raising the money, shooting it, directing it, starring in it. Exactly. Like you know what I mean. He's doing like even even Birth of a Nation, which is like the fact that he had the gall to tell him that a Nat Turner movie one, but then two, mm -hmm. like to try and do a period movie with the budget that he had. He was like, right. you know, it's like, of course it's not like, but look, he was doing a. Look what he hey man, doing. I don't begrudge you know anyone I mean? ambition and shit. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like if, if you tried to tell a story that was 
took a bigger swing than you could muster or something, I ain't mad at you. Like you took a big ass swing or right. whatever, you know, maybe you whiffed a bit, whatever. You foul tipped that shit. You took the swing. You got so up I there. Changed, so this, this is definitely my, still my number one, but I changed my, for my favorites on my letterbox. Cause I changed them in and out. Like you know, four, your four favorite films on your fucking letterbox. So right now I've got chameleon street, mm-hmm. Hollywood shuffle, which I wanted um, to talk about as well as another self-financed yeah. like, yeah. Uh, Mickey and Nikki. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mikey, sorry, I said my, my Mickey. Mikey yeah, and Nikki. You're uh, talking Mickey and uh, what's her face from? Uh, yeah, yeah. I just like that it rhymes. Mikey yeah. and Nikki, obviously the lame. Cassavetes and yeah, Peter, uh, uh, Peter Paul. Yeah, uh, and Under the Skin. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, but right now, those are my four. My four. Dude, favorites. what's his name that made Under the Skin? Glazer. John Three movies, dude. Three fucking great films. Back Sexy back. Beast, Birth, Sexy and that Beast. shit. Birth. That's baller, dude. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind like, having only three movies on my resume, and there are these three wildly different, all badass, fucking crazy, cool totally. movies. Yeah. Birth is yeah. nuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Underrated, underrated. But like, yeah, yeah like, uh, but I love this fucking movie. These are the type. This is the type of shit that I like. Like, this is the type of movies that like excite me. Like, I don't really get excited too much by like the the big spectacle shit, and I watch all that shit. Part of the Hollywood problem, like Chris was talking about that scene in the library. It's just a bit, like a funny bit. Like maybe one day he was in the library in college and he saw some dude in a mask and it was funny mm-hmm. to him. And he's like, I'm going to work it in this movie because it's a personal right. thing or something. And it's kind of an inside joke. And then it is a funny, cool bit. But Hollywood yeah. would say there's no room for that. That's not right. telling the story. Cut it out and shit. You get noted so on I, it or whatever. If I was ever to, if I was ever in a position to do a Friday the Thirteenth movie, Jason goes to Yale would definitely be uh, where Jason literally. Yeah. Just <laughs> That's actually a great theater. title. Jason yeah. goes to Yale. Yeah. You know, it makes it sound like he's going to college and shit. Dude, yes. some, and it's perfect because there's sororities and all that shit there. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Some Halloween party, frat party, yeah. just wreck That's shop right. at. Yeah, Ted Bundy's his wife is some shorty. That's my pitch for a Friday the 13th. I love it. <laughs> Harvard Jason works as well. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, I just, you know, I fucked the Ivy League to begin with. But, right. but yeah, it's just a perfect, yeah, perfect title. He kills the Skull and Bones dudes in the end. That's yeah, the finale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they brought him back to life they by brought accident. Oh, no shit. Life. All right. <laughs> on that same path. It's the Skull and Bones yeah. that literally ends up summoning Jason and bringing him to the fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, let's just write this shit and stick it on the yeah, internet. They're like doing this charge. ritual, this Illuminati fucking <laughs> Bohemian well, Grove it's, ritual. It's, well, it's, it's on YouTube. It will, it will be on YouTube for posterity purposes. So when someone rips it off, they'll know oh, yeah. it was created here right. first. <laughs> yeah, that's a beauty you can. You throw in right. some uh, goats with a little nod to Revenge of the Nerds and shit. <laughs> the <Yes. fat> party. <laughs> rubbers. What do we need rubbers for? <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, yeah. so what the fuck happened with Wendell B. Harris Jr.? He just it was one was he uh, too uh, uppity or some shit? Like, I mean, what's yeah, what was Hollywood's excuse for never fucking with him? Yeah, you talk about a guy making three films, he just made this one, right? Yeah, like you know, you said, he, he was an actor in a couple other things. I saw. Yeah, Soderbergh was in that same fucking. You know, he can't. That's the Soderbergh. Soderbergh catapulted out of that same out Sundance. of that out of that same Sundance. Wow. Right? Sex lives wow. video thing. Boom! Like the two career trajectory is complete opposite. One was now, like skyrocket, the other one straight down. Like, Soderbergh's movie was much more conventional and James Spader and Andy McDowell. He had like movie stars in it and shit. So it was already that he was halfway there, you could say. Um, But I don't know. You know, I don't know if the race card's the thing to play immediately, but it's just like, you got to wonder, did he end up going on the water bottle tour and shit? Like, I want to get this dude on the podcast sometime. Like, what the fuck happened? You know, did you just not want to keep making movies or? Yeah, like he got so turned off from this experience, he just threw in the towel. Which I hear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look at look at you know. I know didn't I? What is it? Top of the heap. Look at that film, Top of the Heap. Like Top of the Heap is the weirdest film ever. You know, it's like the ninth configuration meets a a, a movie about a black cop. It's just the weirdest movie. Like what is Top of the Heap? Like I got a gap here. What I'm is googling that? it now? Nineteen seventy two. You have to watch this. Dude, you already movie. turned us on to Watermelon Man and Spook Who yeah, Sat by the Door and shit. So I hate to make you our you, token conduit into this shit, but uh, you've never seen a movie like Top of the Heat, dude. Like, okay. that's all I can say. Like, when okay. you watch it, you're like, I don't, this is like, that's like what I said, the ninth configuration is like, that's the closest I can get to like anything about it. So it's, it's directed by Christopher St. John, right? And Christopher St. John, he was an actor. Um, he also, again, it's another one of these written, 
directed, starring this black actor. Like, you know what I mean? Um, and it's just this fucking, like, it's like, here's the fucking, let me read the, uh, the synopsis, because even the synopsis isn't really going to do this film justice. But a Washington, D.C. cop is proud to be one of the few African-Americans on the force. He is not well loved by his peers or by people. Trouble erupts when he is overlooked for a promotion. Now, basically, you know, this whole film is just like you're witnessing this guy kind of like, again, like I've heard it be described as like his psyche is like kind of like um, an open revolt. You know what I mean? Like him being black, him being a cop, him being in an era. But like this is all this sort of just it's just you just have to watch it because I would describe it to you. But it's like. I would just like just go in just as knowing that. Uh, we'll definitely put that in the hopper on our. Yeah. I just Shit. we've been doing that thing again where we challenge each other, mm-hmm. essentially, or we each bring a movie and we now it's only an hour because we're doing hard out instead of our fucking three hour long podcast. <laughs> but uh, we still do the double feature things, and one of us will definitely throw that in. Um, and feel free to come by anytime if we watch it, if you want to bullshit about it or yeah, whatever. Definitely any movie if we throw Dom's. Don's plum in the mix or some shit. You want to come rail? Yeah, I've, I've already watched that fucking movie. Right. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying, though. Just come by and speak on it, you know. Yeah, definitely. Trash it, whatever. I have a lot of thoughts on that movie. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I like that Don's plum is like the movie, like when they talk about, like when people describe, like, and I hate this term, but when people describe toxic masculinity, yes. masculinity they describe Don's plum, like the whole. <laughs> basically but those guys like, are teflon you know what i'm saying right, right right but like it's like it's almost like if they knew what that was and they were like trying to like do like way before like like let's 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 just oh they that. buried it dude that thing got yeah, yeah. real let's just be that like all the shit that they're describing let's just i'm pretty sure leo that. like handled the wolf from or hired the wolf from pop fiction to go collect every known copy of it and shit until it somehow hit the fucking internet one day <laughs> I'm pretty yeah, sure he had that shit removed and nuked. <laughs> I feel like, see, that's a point of pride for me because I think that's like the one movie I turned you on to. Yeah, I was like, like, what? what? <laughs> and I was like, oh, they had the the, the, the fucking, uh, what do you call it? The, the pussy, the pussy posse. The pussy movie. posse. <laughs> I was like, well, okay, okay. Toby Maguire and the pussy posse. <laughs> Let's make a movie of that. Let's make a movie called The Pussy Posse. It's about Don's Plum, the making of it. Cast nice. it with all these little star dudes. It'd be amazing. It was like it was like it sort of kind of reminded me of Entourage, but like mm-hmm. um, better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sort of kind of reminded me of Entourage a little bit. I'm like, this is what Entourage should have been. Mm-hmm. It should have <laughs> been. Entourage could have been raw, dude. Mm-hmm. Entourage was made for chicks. Yeah, I mean Entourage. I mean, well, I don't know. I think Entourage was. You think it was made for chicks? I think it was made for like bros you know what I'm saying? like all the guys that really love it are like bros like bros like you know like they're like yeah but i feel oh, like it always like, it always it? leans into salvaging the relationship at the end you know what i mean like i don't know yeah. maybe i didn't see enough of it but uh but there's a lot of like women women like just you know women womanizing and just kind of like uh mm-hmm. You know, so I was like, it's just a very broy show. Which I which think what sense. I mean is, it was a broy show that they wrote to also try to appeal to women with. Yeah, that it was like, more relationship know, centric. Know, right, but do you know any women fans of Entourage? I don't really know who. <laughs> I mean, I know a couple fans or not. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I know of uh, yeah. none. I don't like. I, I knew a couple back in the day, so they like. Well, it, but, regardless of, of gender, I guess you could say that it didn't have enough. Um, mm-hmm. In my opinion, enough like dirt, you know, enough like edge, you know, like it, it could have really gotten kind of darker. I guess I'll yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if you're gonna do a show about Hollywood, yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Exactly. Yeah. It felt like they defanged it. And shit, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and you gotta go like uh starry eyes. <laughs> yeah, you seen that? No, you guys haven't you seen, seen starry starry eyes? Go starry eyes? I, I misunderstood. No, I haven't seen it. Okay, so starry eyes is a horror film, bro. You gotta oh, watch this fucking movie. Um, is this some casting couch horror shit or something? It, is, it, 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 dude, again, I, it's one of those movies again. Like, if I tell you, it's kind of like defeats the it, it takes away from the movie. It's so like it's, a Hollywood horror movie that, like, yeah, yeah, it was in 2014. Okay. Um, love it. There should be more of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It go, like it Star goes, 80 and shit like that. I love that kind. Or yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, autofocus. It Not it's about artist, a yeah, basically so. a, a young Hollywood actress who's like, you know, she's trying to like make it. You know, she's trying to achieve fame and fortune in the business and be, get big, right? And then she just kind of like 
this she enters this kind of world of Hollywood elites, and it just goes dark. Like yeah. it's a horror okay. film, but then it's a horror. Yeah, film. Good. Like, but it, but Sounds it, intriguing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So she enters eyed wide shut territory. Okay. And, and then it. it just then it gets weird. There's a girl twenty seven kind of There's shit. A little bit of body horror shit in there too. Oh, nice. Good. Good. Yeah. Oh, speaking of body language. horror, what do you think of Possessor? I love Possessor. Possessor was one of my favorite films of 2020. Yeah. That was my, was it my last pick for our I think so. prior? Yeah, I think it was my last one. Yeah. And what did you yeah, pick? Those, those fucking oh, uh, Death to Smoochie. <laughs> no, that <laughs> was a different. Oh, that was a different one. I don't know, man. There's some, I don't know. I can't remember shit. Keeping track of all these podcasts and all the movies we haven't seen, like you were mentioning shit that uh, Michael Virus dude, I think threw a couple movies out that we hadn't seen. I'm like, dang. I know my list just keeps growing. Get- Girl, pretty conventional and whatever the Hollywood teat was, but I know I branched off into pretty indie film, but there's just huge gaps with genre shit, especially. I mean, there's so many crazy. It's hard to keep up. 70s, you know, when you think of the Tarantinos and even yourself with who just really dug back into the fucking annals of history with these kind of films that have been forgotten. I mean, there's some great shit in there. They're all janky and shit, but uh, that's the beauty of it too. Like we say, you know. Yeah, I love. I love. I actually get. I have more fun finding like oddities and weird exactly. shit, like yeah. little offbeat. Even newer films, like if I can find a new film, like there's a film uh, that just got released recently that like no one's really talking about. That was fucking really good, dude. Uh, it's, called, it's called It's called Don't Tell a Soul, and it has Rain Sounds Wilson familiar. in it. It oh, Rain Wilson. Out. Yeah, I saw a trailer for that. Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, so I did dude, too, yeah. So, like, the cool thing about this fucking movie is the twist and, like, like the like the way it keeps turning in, like, the final act, it keeps turning. Like, and it's nice. turning in ways you're like, oh, oh, the, oh, 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 because at first you're That's like, That's tough right, to pull off, too. That's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, Rain Wilson is in this fucking hole and these kids are not, like, because they got, he caught him robbing the house right and like these they're two brothers and then like he chases them he's in his like security guard outfit and he falls down a fucking well and they know he's in the well but the older brother's like we just stole this money where you can't and the, mm. the younger brother's like the one with a good conscience he's like no like we got to help him you know so he's like giving him water and he's telling him like leave him there you can't fucking take him out he's gonna fucking you know turn, yeah. give him to the cops and then you're like okay boom but then once it gets into that second, third, you're like, it starts changing. Like, it sure. starts, like, Very the twists cool. start coming. You're like, oh, so he's going to do this. And then, oh, he's, what, what, what oh, oh, like, and it was like, it was like a well, this is a good plot thriller. You know what I'm saying? A good, nice. a, a Which well you don't see too much of anymore, man. Just a good, yeah, yeah. twisty thriller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was, I just watched Blood was, Simple recently again, and it, it's uh, yeah. in that I'm kind of vein. It sounds similar. Simple yeah, plan. Yeah, yeah. Love that kind yeah. of shit. Mm hmm. Yes. Simple plans of bomb. Um, they didn't do anything in that where they like shot it from the well and shit the whole time or anything. It was moving around. Yeah, it's it more it mostly follows the protagonist is the younger brother. Mm-hmm. And the older brother's a dick. Their mom is like Mina Savari, you know, the chick from yeah, yeah. American yeah. Beauty. Yeah, honestly, yeah. But like she's like an old she's like their mom and she's like sickly and shit which is kind of weird to see her in that kind of role yeah, <laughs> but, interesting. but uh that's... yeah and 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 that is basically but the brother's just a real piece of shit so like you know he's the one that's sort of kind of like the antagonist i love that him. just a good heavy brother like mm-hmm. those movies like mean creek where there's always yeah, like the yeah, one kid who's like, like we gotta kill this motherfucker and but again yeah. once river's edge the, yeah but once it gets to that third act all kind of starts changing it just starts changing 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 so yeah all right man check that out yeah when you watch it like chameleon street do you just think to yourself like man when am i gonna make a movie just a little oh i have to now because i i set a goal for myself um when i first started screenwriting like so i started in 2009 that's when i decided i'm gonna stop trying to make movies all together and just focus on writing i've told this story many times but like i was like this the one thing i can do where i don't have to worry about Like you know, assembling crew, raising yeah, money, all the logistics. Yeah. All the logistics. I, don't, I don't need mm-hmm. any permission to just sit down. I don't have to ask it permission to sit down and write, right? Right. And plus, right. writing was the thing that I could always do, and it was mm-hmm. like one of the things that I found out was like, oh yeah, like I know how to do this. I always have, and like I'm always the one ended up doing it when I, we're doing these projects. I'm always the one who ends up fucking writing the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So like, um, 
boom. So that's when that started happening. And I, it's very, within like a year and change, I got a manager in LA and then all this shit started happening. So I just was like, all right, boom. but I made a promise to myself. And I was like, yo, I will try if, if, if I keep, I'm just going to let this go for a while. But before I turn 40, like I want to have a film. So I'm like, I just turned 39. So I, I have to, yeah, to put it. up or shut up now. So it's like, I don't really have any, I'm like, cause I made that promise back in 09. So are like, you just trying to think now of tiny little films you can make on your own? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I'm right. I'm in the process of writing. Like I said, at first I got to fucking finish this one thing that I've been working on forever. I know Scott Milam's probably waiting for the script forever, but like, but like. Shout um, out to Scott I, Milam. Yeah, awesome yeah, dude. Uh, I'm, I, I made myself promise like, okay, I'm, I'm going to finish that. Then the next thing is 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 this thing that I'm gonna make, and I'm definitely trying to do it. Uh, something that's very um, very shootable. Like shout out to uh, Matthias because Matthias Caruso um, has this script called Shell Game, and like um, it's a dope fucking script, right? But when I read it, I was like, "Fuck you," uh, because it was like you came up with this great concept. Mm-hmm that like it's so easy to fucking shoot Mm. and he was like damn it you know how you read something you're like god damn why do you beat me to this right Mm -hmm. so like i like so i refer to that as like an inspiration of like oh you could do something small scale and obviously you guys just made something small scale too you know what i'm saying like yeah we don't need to talk about that (laughs) (laughs) i see i see see you guys make cactus jack i see that fucking script even though i know he's not going to direct it but whatever but i'm like those are the type of things where i'm like okay you can do stuff on a small scale Mm -hmm. that's cool and like actually effective and can make Yeah, there's a million stories you can tell so there's like that's that's the goal the goal is to make to write something that's like achievable but still cool you know what i'm saying it doesn't really kind of like uh require like a hundred million fucking dollars that's our whole thing man it's like what's the smallest shit i could do even now everyone's like man it'd be cool if because you guys pull that off with 25 grand or whatever if somebody's like i wonder what they do with a million or something i'm like dude i'll keep making little fucking fifty thousand dollar movies pocket the million (laughs) you can yeah but you can scale up i mean like shit that's what adam winger look at look at him yeah yeah but i'm just saying we have no desire to be making like king kong versus godzilla right but like i don't think he started out speak for yourself like you know what i'm saying this is like that dude was making small ass films and now he's on this giant ass fucking you know yeah yeah and it's like I don't even think he. I'll be honest with you. Well, I mean, the money they threw at him, I'm sure he's like, yeah. shit. This yeah, is like, right. the one I could ride off into the sunset on and just make what I right. want after this. But. Right. I think him and Simon Barrett got the Face Off movie next too, right? The Face Off sequel or some shit. But I'm saying like those guys didn't start out like like I'm going to do huge fucking movies. They were just mm-hmm, doing right. small shit. And even then, like the I'm not. I don't necessarily want to make small movies. Like I don't mean I don't want to make big movies. Right. I want to make just movies. You know what I mean? But yeah. I definitely don't want to make. Um, big giant ass. Like I have no. Like I said, fuck I CGI. Like, I don't want Bay any CGI type shit in my shit. Yeah, I don't want to make Michael Bay shit. I don't want to make Disney yep. type, you know, Marvel movies and all that shit. Like to me, that's not even like those that's are all done by committee, really. Anyway, right? Now. Those are paycheck movies. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. making those movies for paycheck. You're not like you're not really. You know, you're not an auteur making those films, bro. Like, nah. You know, like e- even though I can say, okay, yes, that fucking Thor movie that fucking uh uh uh, uh homie did. That Taika, Taika did. Okay, yeah, does, yes. That okay, Ragnarok. I can tell. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I can tell it's his imprint. Okay. Is, okay, yeah, can, yeah. I can tell Same with Guardians Black, of the Galaxy with Gun and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can tell Shane Black Iron Man three is a Shane Black fucking movie. Like you know what I mean? So I right. get it. You can do that, but Coogler. I feel like yeah. yeah, Coogler with Black Panther to a certain degree. But I feel like Coogler kind of like, I think he kind of like Killmonger felt like. Coogler, you know what I mean? Like that felt That's like his contribution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's just like, well, yeah, once you get past that, it's like two big battle scenes, like Avatar, yeah. like exhaustive, yeah. fucking. Yeah. Who cares? Yo, Avatar, punching. Avatar, kind of, kind of, uh, kind of is a good fucking movie. Um, I gotta watch it, it again for our Alien Smackdown. Because so I, I was yeah. like, man, fuck Avatar, but like I watched it again. I'm like, nah, James Cameron's shit. Like, proved it, proved it over and over again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but one like, thing, I just remember being exhausted because it has like yeah, two climaxes, the two big yeah. battles. I was like, ugh, just. Yeah, I felt that same way. But then I returned to it and I was like, yo, this shit kind of holds up. And it's and it's like politics I was fucking with. I was like, yo, yeah, the mining, like, strip mining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, Indigenous people. And, yeah. and then when you see like other stuff, like when you watch like the big shit that they're making now, it's like, 
you like and you could contrast it with avatar and you realize like how much more like elegant of a storyteller mm. he like he is compared in comparison to like the shit that they're making now i'm like oh yeah like i got i take this shit over that shit i mean he is an auteur so yeah. it's not yeah. like actually speaking of the auteur shit i don't know how much time we got left but uh i remember seeing one of the clubhouse things pop up you were talking about there's no auteurs in tv our tour tv yeah 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 I, I yeah it is pretty like much committee driven too these right days, but it's yeah. like people people would get like this idea that like it's like auteurs like first of all you have a writer's room with 12 writers mm-hmm. second of all every every other episode is a new director how the fuck is yeah. that auteur it's not the closest thing might be like True Detective season one, right. but it still no, no, wasn't the same guy writing and right. directing. Here's the, here's the thing: there is auteur TV, but it's a cheat. So mm-hmm. like, too old to die young is Nicholas Winding Refn. That's auteur, but he cheated. He made like five movies in a short, right? Or whatever. Right. However, I mean, like he made like every every episode was like two and a half hours, and then like the last one was like a fifteen minute movie or some mm-hmm. shit. Like he just made a whole bunch of movies that he wrote and directed. Like, you know, so it's like he cheated. He really didn't. How, make how's it. that a cheat? Do you mean? Because he he saw that he could make a series, right? And he was uh like, all right, well, I'm going to do this for Amazon. But guess what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to make movies. But you mean in the sense of having a writer's room and all that Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just going to have a writer that I sit down and write with. And we'll write it. But we're writing whole scripts. These these are two and a half hours. Like, these are like two-hour movies. So he's like, I'm just going to make a series of films. I'm not making like yeah they all are related but I'm not making a series like we're not we're not having like one hour series mm-hmm. that all serialized we we go to the whiteboard and break mm-hmm. story and then have multiple directors no he directed all of them and they shot them and they're all feature length it's like it's it's like a cheat like so it's yeah. like I don't even consider it like television I feel, I feel like it's just like okay he made it but it's like he made a bunch of movies where Pizzolatto supposedly wrote every episode and that mm-hmm. Terry Fukunaga dude or whatever directed every episode but then there, but there you go. But like, if, if Pizzolatto's not directing, then exactly. how the fuck is You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. That's so true that's definition. true. That by definition, the word auteur, yeah, baby. Yeah, there's yeah, elements. Yeah. You know, like the HBO shows, like Sopranos and The Wire and stuff, that had an element of auteurness to it, just because and the creator I, I had such a heavy hand. Dead one. I love. I love. I love TV, but like, it's not film. Yeah, you, know, you can't can achieve that some. intimacy between the creator and the work that Tarantino's yeah, yeah, talking yeah. about dabbling in TV forever. I feel like when he goes to do it, it's going to be maybe yes. the first we'll see of all tour shit. It'll be, it'll be like him. that. I feel it'll be just like what, uh, uh, what do you call it? NWR did, which is just kind of, I'm going to make a bunch of movies. Fuck y'all. You know what I mean? Or, or, or he'll do like a, uh, what do you which call it? Which is fine it? too, though. What's the definition Limited of TV? Period. Does it have to be 60 right. minutes or half an yeah. hour? You know, it's like, but like, like, but it's you know, all like somewhat Chris is saying though, like TV, TV, like film is a collaborative medium for sure, right? It's a whole bunch of people making a film, but yeah, TV sure. is, but TV <laughs> is truly art by committee in a way that, yeah, films, absolutely, even more than film. You know what yes. I mean? So, like, and I feel like because film has, because TV has become like, you know, the bigger kind of like, uh, it has a bigger cultural kind of relevance now than yes, films, yeah. you know, because it used to be the other way. So people don't yeah. give a shit about movies. It's right. So, 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 so mm-hmm. now that people view, view TV as the elevated medium, right? Like people now think that they're going to break into the industry and be like these fucking like all tour television. Like even people, when they talk about TV, like whether it be on like Clubhouse or anywhere, they'll be talking about like their shit. They confuse it. They'll be like, They'll confuse TV and film. They'll be like... Thinking they're going to direct every episode and write every... Right, they'll be like... They'll be talking about a show, and they'll be like, well, it's one of my favorite films. I'm like, that's a show, not a film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they'll be like, or they'll talk about a film... Or they'll talk about a film, and they'll be like, what what the filmmaker needed is a writer's room. I'm like, that's not how Mm. this works. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people don't even know... Yeah, that's what, people who just don't even. Yeah, it's like they blur the, the lines works. completely. And I'm like, I'm like, if you think that you're going to break into this industry through television, I'm like, uh, that's not. No, it's the not most success that's... we've had the last couple of years is selling pitches and optioning shows. Right, no, you'll get a job, and you'll. But we won't. Wanna... Yeah, that was our thing, though. We were like, right, right. What's the possibility of us writing every episode of this shit? Because I don't think I want anything to do with a writer's room especially the climates nowadays the way yeah. they are you know me my personality if you work listen if you yeah. want to work if you want to work and then make a name for yourself in the industry for television you, you can do that for sure when people keep thinking they're going to have like this big splash and they're going to be like tarantino or some shit mm-hmm. like yeah, because the they're prestige, on tv like, right it's yeah, like it doesn't work like that. recognition even the, right even the like even the people who have those big names like rec- big name recognition like you can look they're very specific cases so like 
Take somebody Favreau like Favreau with Mandalorian and stuff. You know, it's like, right, like a Vince he, Gilligan now. He made his name in TV, yeah. right? But it, it, it's Kurt like Sutter. it's like one of those things where like you have to be like the show has to be one really fucking good, mm-hmm. right? And then your name has to be you have to be marketed like. And even those guys, like most people, if they saw Vince Gilligan in public, they did they wouldn't know. Yeah, the it wasn't marketed off being which right. His work, the you know, they, he got the recognition it. as a result of the right. The, if you uh, saw Matthew you know, Weiner right now, you wouldn't know who he was. Right. Like that's the creator of Mad Men. Like you wouldn't know him. Like you'd be like, who the fuck is this guy yeah, talking? Which to is right beautiful. Now? I know that was the thing we like most about it. Yes. The anonymity. Right, right. You exactly. have the level of anonymity. Now the only people that have that kind of recognition from television are the people who like star in the show too, like Lena Dunham because she's in the fucking show, mm-hmm, right. or even Issa Rae because she's in the show. You know what I mean? People think they're going to be like them though. Like that's how they're going to do. Like I'm going to create a show and I'm going to be like that. I'm like, no, you're mm-hmm. not. You're going to be. If you get in, Larry David, right. right? But nobody's gonna know who you are. You could still make a lot of money, you know, if you become a Louis, mostly comedies. Yeah. Louis, yeah, one Louis. of the uh, Louis auteur TV. Yes. Well, yeah. There you go. That's as shot as edited. That's as close as you'll get. I know he wrote, edited, and starred, and like you know. So if you want to make a case, you could probably make a case for Louis. Yeah, yeah you could probably make a case for Louis. But I mean, he's the closest, Louis. which is awesome. I mean, yeah. that he's the guy of all guys. <laughs> But for the most part, yeah, it's not like that. And I'm, I still feel like film is better. <laughs> like I do, in my opinion, I just feel it like breaks my heart better. that film is kind of disappearing. And film, though, it doesn't it. need to be exactly what I it love is it either. Because what's going to happen is, again, like all the motherfucking, all the, all the, all the striver climber career motherfuckers will go yeah, to TV. They go to TV. They and then the real auteurs. Take your ass over there. Artists. All the real interesting motherfuckers yeah. will stay in film or will start filming. They'll just make cool films. Mm-hmm. Like stay, go, go over there. That's part there. of the reason we made Cactus Jack too. Was to get out of this right. tv shit too because again we knew it was just going to end up with <laughs> just TV dealing is with fucking lame Dude, yeah it is the like, whole like it is fucking lame like let me tell you the like, ecosystem have... of it like uh-uh, yeah the, the whole ecosystem of it is fucking lame at least to me like, i'm not trying to Dude, shit, who like, you preaching to right it's fucking lame like i don't have any desire like i watch tv i'll watch a cool show every day but i, I yeah. really don't get excited about making a show like, I just don't. I do like, a bit I, because I like the long form. I like following characters as they evolve over a long if, period if I of could, time and stuff. But Well, Chris, if I could make a show it. like, yeah, if I could make a show like, like I don't appeal. know, like there's, there's shows like building. Yeah, there's shows I think of where I'm like, if I could have a scenario like that, then cool. Like, like when they made Spaced, right, with fucking Edgar Wright and Simon Peck. Like, if you could have a scenario like that, first of all, the way that the way the British make TV is so much better, anyways, because they don't like they don't you don't do thirty million fucking episodes. You do right. like six. Yeah five you have time to make good bed good shit because you don't have you're not doing 30 out 30 fucking hour long episodes you know what i mean they the way mm-hmm. they make shows is so much more conducive to making quality even though it's not quantity more you know what i mean it's not necessarily yeah. you don't have as many episodes you don't have as many seasons but i would trade that if i could have a show that's good like a luther you know what i'm saying that's like a, just a better show Mm-hmm. Than like a show that goes on thirteen seasons and has fucking a million fucking episodes that they got to, and it's this big giant machine, right? Like you got to all these fucking moving parts. The other but thing, like is- again, it ha- would have to be intimate. Like it would have to like why, why I pointed to space is because space has this kind of like intimate feel. Like you can tell like they're ha- like the people making it are intimately involved. They're making decisions. They're shooting it the way they want to. You know, clearly it's directed by Edgar. You know what I'm saying? With and, and it's clearly written by Simon. You know what I'm saying? Simon if Craig. I were to try and make a TV show nowadays, it would almost be the same kind of shit we tried to do with Cactus Jack. They're like that hotel room, whatever the fuck it is, the Duplass brothers did. Or remember In Treatment? Yes, In Treatment. Like a show like that, where it's like just two talking heads in a room for 30 minutes. Yeah. Boom. You know, can you pull that kind of shit off? You know, I don't know. That was the Gabriel. Uh, yeah, or it's just right? a shrink yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah, I love that. Yeah, that did charmy that's, that's the thing true. can can i think of some super some shit where you don't need all these people honestly right but mm-hmm. then again like i keep referring to like because again i only like like there's only so many shows that make that like i'll watch and be like i wish i could make that you mm-hmm, know what i mean mm-hmm. like again like if it's like some weird shit like you know some david lynch type twin peaks weird shit yeah. like i said space is like i said because you got again it just feels like people made it jessica steven simon Pegg, right you just feels like they made it mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it was 107 motherfuckers it felt like those right. two jessica yeah. steven simon Pegg, and edgar wright that's same it. with like, deadwood and sopranos you know I mean? all those shows they yeah, have yeah, yeah. carnival uh, you know the wire 
you could feel the David Simons yes. all up in yeah, there. Yeah, but the, with The Wire, though, like he had you know, he had a murderer's role of like crime novelists. For sure. He had Ed Burns and he had all these yeah. consultants and shit. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But like, I mean, that's, that's just the magnitude of the show. Richard, Richard yeah. Price was one of the fucking writers on there. Fucking, yes. uh, who else was it? There's a whole. There was a whole bunch of like just novelists on that show. Like, that well, see, that's a different thing too, though. He yeah. still yeah. kind of ran it in around their uh, normal bullshit of a writer's room, et cetera. Let me get a bunch of novelists. Let me get a bunch of dudes who are just he knew were on the level and shit. Once you get to that position, sure. too, you could do that. Like guys like us, if any of us, if you're looking for authenticity show, in a certain world, well, we yeah. probably wouldn't even have saying who the fuck ended up in your writer's room. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the that's scary true. part. Imagine just getting handed kind of this group of people. Ugh. Yeah, you're like, oh, fuck, yeah. And then, you and then they're all complaining. Remember? Well, you, you're not in the WGA yet, right? Are you? No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm about to go fucking FICOR like Ridley and shit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I'm> a <laughs> no, I'm a pro-union guy, but like... So yeah. the WGA is a weird thing, though. We said this before. It's like a they bunch of freelancers. Cases, though. Yeah, oh, they're amazing. I, I love my problem. Would, my problem would be I couldn't afford to keep the dues up. Like that's I don't think a, I could. That's we're in arrears. <laughs> I say it all the time. We're in arrears, yeah, man. Okay, like I mean, like I can afford it for a little bit, but <laughs> right? But then now I start to look at that money, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to make this. this well, especially when day. there's two of us, yeah. we right, got to make yeah. double to get healthcare and shit, and that healthcare yeah. lapses after. You. I swear to God, if we got universal healthcare, half the unions battle with the studios would be gone. Yeah, because that's it. That's the care they always dangle healthcare and shit. If you got rid of that shit anyway i don't even know what the fuck i was getting at with this but uh oh just i remember being in one of those wga groups on facebook of all wga writers and shit and it was just such a glimpse into what it would be like having a writer's room i mean every day it was just flame wars about political correctness shit and how people said things and fucking it was all i couldn't imagine a, more of a hellscape than trying to tell this story and dealing with all that shit to tell my story. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, again, and and just knowing some of the people, again, like, uh, I'm definitely pro-union, but there are some fucking assholes who are... Yeah, who, there's corruption are, in every large organization like, like that, and just, like, fuck-ups and assholes. Like, if if, again, I'm all for, I'm all for yeah. writers being in solidarity, for sure, for sure. But, like, yeah, there are some same. fucking... There are some members of the... Like, in terms of, like, the uh, leadership... In the WGA, some of those mm-hmm. people are just, I'm like, screenwriter guys who I'm like, that person's a fucking asshole. Yeah, like, you, you know, know some of like, them personally. That's well, what's I know crazy some about of them personally. Yeah, I'm exactly. like, yeah, that, that, that motherfucker who's like a cat, like, he's a fucking asshole. Like, you know what I'm saying? I would hate to have to come to him with any kind of problem. Right. And of course, person. those are the cats that want to be in right. leadership positions and shit. Right, so right, right. Like, so, so you, can, you know, it is what it is, you know. But, end up yeah. more like Todd Phillips and shit. And if you start directing your own shit, then go with the DGA, I guess, if any of them. You know, because t- Todd Phillips, he got in all that hot water talking about <clears throat> fuck the guild, fuck minimums. It's my agent's job to get me the most money, and it's my job to put myself in a position. But you know, he's a libertarian type. You know, um, yeah, yeah. So probably anti-union in general. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for the dude, but yeah. there's still some merit to what he said, though. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it is a weird kind of union. It's not like yeah. a bunch of dock workers or teamsters who can. No, you know, it's, it's not. It's, it's 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 like a lot of like kind of like booze. It's like hitman. It's like if it was a bunch of hitmen <laughs> and they all get their own yeah. freelance jobs and none of them, they're competing for jobs. That's the one thing in a union. Right. You're not competing, you're not competing all competing the time for right. scant jobs. <laughs> That's what's weird about it. So anyway, yeah. I don't know how much time we have left, but I don't know. I Chameleon Street. Yeah, we didn't talk about Community Street nearly enough. But I feel would like, it but... be your desert island movie if you were stuck on a des- being your favorite movie, or what would you it's pick? Between, if you were it's stuck between on that a or, or Hollywood Shuffle. Hollywood Shuffle. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And I fucking yeah. love Hollywood Shuffle. Hollywood Shuffle. Would watch that again too. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's awesome though. He financed it on his own credit cards. No one was giving him money. Same thing with you know I don't know how exactly Wendell B. Harris Jr. or whatever raised the money for this shit, but uh. I imagine it was probably something similar. Well, I think at one point I was watching a making of thing and they said, there's an executive producer. It was his mom, I think. It was an old mm. black lady. Her last name was Harris. It's yeah. some relative, I imagine. So it, it just sucks that 
Townsend obviously went on and had success in Hollywood, but not yeah. making have movies. You seen, have you seen the fucking five, making the five heartbeats documentary? No. Fantastic, bro. Is it? Check that out. Because okay. he, what he does, he does, he, he narrates the whole thing. Right. But it, he goes through the whole process. Like from when they started the ideas, conception, them writing the script, him and Keenan, initially who they had cast, the, the studio rejecting draft, then getting oh, the green light. Shit. 